Friendly Fire Show, episode 193 for the start of 2022. We've been gone for a month. We've had some Twitch things. Thanks for just pretending it's cool. Uh, I am Steve from Survivor. Joining me is Ben from Survivor. Uh, I've been from plus 36 weather to minus 36 weather, back to plus 36 weather. How has your start of the year been, Ben? Oh, well, you've had a wild trip. You've gone on a plane overseas, which is so crazy in 2022. I don't think I'll ever do that again at this rate. So, yeah. Well, for the viewer, you've been to Canada. You've been back home. Yes. You can still see where the mask, like, basically has been sitting on my face on the plane for, like, 36 hours straight. And I was diligent. I didn't take that thing off. Like, I was I was good. Um, the weird thing was, I had to, I had to go back from, for some family reasons that I'm like, whatever, we're not talking about that. But a whole bunch of people that I play hockey with went like to Europe or back to Canada and like pretty much mm. everybody else got COVID and I didn't. So like, I felt like a ninja, like dipping and dodging and diving. Um, not that at this stage, I feel like it's anybody's like fault if they get COVID in the, the way things are. Um, but I was just trying to be really diligent and can we just mm. get off that topic, please, before I dig a hole? Well, we can move it along to some various games that are out. We've been gone for a month and things have happened. Uh, there have actually been some releases in early January, which is kind of rare. And there's a few more to come, so we can kick it off there. Uh, now, in standard Friendly Fire Show fashion, I played about 10 minutes of two of these. And I saw the other one at E3 like three years ago. So, uh, so that's me. It's Mason, mainly you again. Well, why don't we start with Rainbow Six Extraction, because that is a Game Pass game, so pretty much everyone listening probably has played it, because we're very much a Game Pass pro show these days. Yes, and uh, I, as I will, if you're watching on Twitch TV.Survivor right now as we're live, you'll see some uh, some gameplay from Hamish. So, And I, I know he's there, because he was saying that he was listening to me big sighing, so hi Hamish, and hi Jay as well. Um, and two other, one other person? I don't know who that other person is. Um, so we'll play his video. Uh, this is going smoothly so far. Uh, you can also watch us on our YouTube channel, Survivor, or you can just listen to us, which is far less chaotic. It's just us talking and talking about things you can't see. Anyway, um, Xbox Game Pass, PC Game Pass, really, if you unless you only own a PlayStation, there's no reason to not try Extraction. Uh, I'm absolutely loving it. I've been playing it for a while, um, and I just think it's really neat. I'm not, like, super good at the likes of a... Of a Rainbow Six Siege, which is this is basically Siege with a, Same thing, a yeah. fancy DLC kind of skin new game. Is it not a new game thing on it? Um, so you you play as a, a, a bunch of operators from Siege in a three-person format, uh, either with yourself solo or with like three other people, uh, or two other people, I should say, because you're a group of three, um, trying to do certain tasks. So you go to one of, of four main maps. There's three sections inside each of those uh, four main maps. And there's three uh, objectives that is are tied to one little sub-map of each land. Uh, you either have to tra or plant trackers on nests or extract someone or to take out a high value target or da 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 um, and it's it's kind of like GTFO it's very uh, strategic and it's very tactical and it's not a lot of people have been comparing it to Left 4 Dead which I don't think is is accurate because Left 4 Dead you basically just go from A to B and try to survive this is very strategic you're supposed to be working with your teammates to do A B mm. or C uh, so it's the the Rainbow Six people uh, and there's an alien parasite that's landed on the earth and you're supposed to try to combat that. Uh, there's a whole bunch of alien parasite, uh, arcane, uh, enemy types. There's just, you know, like grunts where you just do a headshot and they're done. Uh, there's bloaters or breachers, which have like a big kind of egg sack on their back. And if you hit that, it explodes. Uh, if you do headshots on and some of those grunts, obviously it's it's silent and it's tactical and you try to stealthily move throughout the world. If you shoot an egg sack, it explodes and there's noise and enemies kind of try to figure out what's going on and it's bad. Uh, there's also nests that you need to try to stop because they spew out the enemies. Um, and it's just really quite enjoyable. If you, if you succeed, um, there's still risk attached because if you take damage... Uh, you can find health in a level, but the health doesn't really, like, go back to your health bar. It kind of just adds a bonus for the time being. So if you're at, like, 20 health and you get a health bar or a health pack, you go to, you know, whatever, 60. 
um, but you kind of lose that when you extract. Uh, or you can just die and be taken out. Uh, a weird foam goes over your body and you're basically dead in the water unless a teammate will extract you. Uh, if you don't get extracted, you have to basically extract yourself, either as a solo or as a group. I feel like I'm doing a horrible job of explaining this. You've only played a little bit, Ben. How have I done explaining it so far? And do you have questions or clarifications? That's a better way to mm, it. Not, I mean, the 10 minutes I played was very much felt like Rainbow Six Siege with some, like, uh, Last of Us-style enemies. So that seems to be the gist. Uh, and yeah, you know, something I definitely, I think we should play as a group. I think that's where it'll be most fun. And I think like most co-op games like that will fall off immediately because we'll try to play with some randoms and we'll suck. Uh, <laughs> but if you actually had a, a regular crew who wanted to play it, you'd probably be quite into it. So, uh, it feels like that type of game, which is not really for us long-term as we recently learned with, um, Back for Blood. Uh, but yeah, so that's why I've played very much. It's uh, So I had a code before it was live, and I knew that Hamish was reviewing it but playing with friends, so I couldn't really jump into his group of three. Um, there is a mm. quick play where you can just join other people uh, and, and play with other people. That's how basically if I've been playing in a group, that's how I've been doing it. And sometimes it works really well because you just kind of use all the tools at your disposal. Each of the siege operators has gadgets to you know detect heartbeats, which you know isn't the arcanes aren't heartbeats, but it detects... Uh, nests and and other things and there's other gadgets that other people have um if you're using all those tools as a as a group of three or as a solo operator you're you're fine there can be times when you quick play with people and they just like run in and shoot everything like they think it's left for dead and that causes commotion and yeah. brings everybody to you and the nests are spewing at bad guys and it's horrible um it, it's weird that like you could almost play this solo on the lower difficulties and and have fun but then progression is tied to difficulty and objective fulfillment so like you won't progress very quickly and that's tied to operator abilities and and advancements and it's also tied to like new maps and it's tied to new modes and you kind of want to progress as quickly as you can to get to the good bits uh, I forget what the good thing is called. The Maelstrom Protocol, I think that's what it's called. It's protocol, that. Um, like one of those really cool like chains. So it, you know, the normal mode is is three sub maps in a map, and Maelstrom Protocol, if that's what it's called, is like a string of a whole bunch with different mutators that make it more difficult. Uh, nests can be armored. Uh, there can be those stupid yellow orbs attached to bad guys, which are like blinding spores. If they explode on you, you can't see for a bit whole bunch of different mutations um those are the things that make it really really fun um but then there's also these uh studies that are attached to levels where you need to you know stealth kill 10 enemies or kill 10 stun enemies and you can do most of those individually until you get to the study that's like go through and extract as a team of three and you're like well okay i guess i gotta find either friends to play with or i gotta quick play with idiots to play with and hopefully you don't find idiots um but yeah i think it would be better if you and i at least played as a team of two and and you know brought on a random um depending on how you go it, like yeah. it is pretty enjoyable have you played the uh the new kit fox games i think published not developed uh xbox game pass game called paparazzi i know you have a puppy at home people who were yes. waiting for the stream might have heard of you talking about your puppy well when it was on the rundown i played it for a good 12 minutes at least uh, I attempted to play using cloud gaming, so I didn't have to waste time downloading it. Uh, and so this is basically Pokemon Snap with, with dogs, right? That was the gist that I got. You walk around taking photos of puppies, pretty much it. 100%. You've nailed it. You've like I'm so proud of you, Ben. Well done. Did you like what you played, or was it just kind of like, well, this is Pokemon Snap with dogs? Yeah, and to be honest, um, I never really understood Pokemon Snap either. Like, okay... Uh, I guess it kind of was a novelty on the 64 because it was like a 3D game and you got to see a bunch of 3D models that you'd only seen on Game Boy really before then. Um, I'm not interested in the new one that came out recently. So that novelty again, but with dogs, doesn't make that much sense to me. Um, yeah, you can jump and you get an achievement for taking your photos. Like that's basically it. Like there's not that much more incentive to keep playing. I suppose there's a bunch of different levels, but you ultimately you're taking pictures of, uh, yeah, relatively um clone-ish dogs they all look pretty similar to me so 
it's kind of like a Ubisoft game where you have like six different enemy types, but you have six different dog types and that's it. I'm trying to be one of the dogs. Yeah, like it's it's pretty basic, but it's one on Game Pass. Two has a pretty achieve, like pretty easy achievement list. Three, after I've been parkouring and like falling off a building five times Relaxing. and getting super frustrated, it's like just a nice game to pop into and like throw a bone at a dog and pet it and take a photo of, um, which I know is kind of lame, but like it's 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 one of those like haha fun games. Um, I also yeah. tried playing Nobody Saves the World on Game Pass for like a hot second and just didn't like it. It's by Drinkbox who did guacamelee and guacamelee 2 but like eh, it's not not feeling it uh i'm super bad for questions on the twitch chat and people have asked if it's beyond repair or will late fixes potentially redeem it i think there's a lot that's there that's good but it's just like the weird stuff that for me at least in the build i'm playing is a teeny bit broken so there's room to fix that kind of stuff um seems very cyberpunky in many ways like there's stuff that like it's it's like 95 percent there but depending on how you access it might just be like completely busted until it's fixed so yes i think it is it's definitely able to be repaired um but hopefully a patch comes before the review uh haha uh anyway uh let's get into the news ben uh, i know that you have never heard of two white guys talking about microsoft acquiring activision blizzard on a podcast uh yet so do you want to talk about microsoft acquiring activision blizzard on our podcast uh well we very much have to because it's it's massive news no matter how late it is because when they bought bethesda uh, you know, Microsoft going out and buying another publisher was just a huge deal. And they've absolutely trumped that by buying a much larger publisher, uh, a publisher which had already merged with another large publisher. So now it's just this giant thing. Um, and yeah, it's very much, I saw a lot of, a lot of people initially worried about it being a monopoly. And then I saw a pretty good rundown of why it's not really a monopoly if you break it down a little bit more um, in terms of what they've actually achieved here. So if you just look at the platform, um, Xbox is a pretty clear number three behind PlayStation and Nintendo, so acquiring Activision doesn't necessarily improve their console platform. Um, if you look at their Windows platform, obviously, then that's the, the bulk of PC, uh, but there are multiple storefronts there. So, you know, they're going up against Steam and against um, Val, uh, Epic, um, and so variety there. And then you look at mobile, like Google and um, Apple are dominating that market. So I know they get Candy Crush with this deal, but... They don't have that much there. So um, when you kind of break it down more like that, I think them having a few more big name uh, developers and franchises doesn't make as big of a deal as you might think if you just look at games exclusive on Xbox. Uh, and these are not going exclusive to Xbox. They're going exclusive to Microsoft's various platforms. So you better play them on console, you better play them on PC and also on mobile and probably soon just direct to TV. Pretty much everywhere except... Um, playstation but even then there's going to be some stuff there so they're not going to pull everything as we've seen with other platforms um if they continue crash bandicoot i bet you they put that on switch as well i think i think they've got some plans on what they're going to do with that um and yeah i think they'll do a better job of all the publishers they could acquire activision blizzard was in a bad way um from their internal issues through to what they were even doing with their games right so like it was just cods and even cods having difficulty like sledgehammer had a lot of trouble um getting Vanguard out, it was one of the weaker CODs for a while. Uh, I think, you know, pushing Raven to then have to just be a support studio when they've done some pretty good stuff just before then, bringing back Crash Bandicoot, then kind of just leaving it, you know, bringing back Tony Hawk 1 and 2 and kind of assuming would get 3 and 4 as well, but that never happened. Uh, I feel like Fuel is a man who knows what he wants to do, and I think he'll plan out these studios much better. And he'll bring back some, like, wild, you know, small, weird little franchises from ages ago. But I think he'll kind of get those main ones, which have kind of, they did come back. They put in the work to bring back Crash well, uh, bring back Spyro as a remaster, to bring back Tony Hawk. And then they just stopped, like they kind of ended that good work. So um, I think it'd be right onto that. Get more, more variety. Uh, the thing which out of its many, many studios and IPs that Microsoft didn't have was still that kind of a couple of G-rated franchises. Like unless they're going to bring uh, Blinks back from the dead and Blinks was no good. So uh They've got uh, Banjo and Kazooie, but they don't really use that. Uh, they've been promoting the fact that that's on Switch more than they have, that it's been on Xbox for ages. Yep. Uh, but I think Crash is so much bigger that they're going to use it. Like it's a, 
And there's no ignoring the fact that that was a PlayStation mascot, but PlayStation never no, owned it. Not a, <laughs> that was the PlayStation yeah. mascot. It's insane. And yeah, so PlayStation somehow got in a situation where they, they kind of borrowed a mascot and they were never actually theirs. Uh, at least not to the degree that they ended up with it. They, they lost it in a complicated kind of way. Um, sidebar to this, some news which is not here, but is very vaguely related, is we found out, still yet to be announced, that uh, apparently GoldenEye is finally coming, right? So that achievement list got leaked. Yeah. Um, there were two big parts to that. It's just kind of funny because uh, when that game, which was um, available to magically acquire off the internet last year, uh, was originally coming out on Xbox in like 2008, nine something like that. The talk then was basically that um, Microsoft had decided to make it with Rare, um, kind of doing a full remaster, and then they just needed to get Nintendo on, on board, which they, some people say that's where it fell down. Then they also needed to get MGN and Eon, who owned the Bond license, uh, and then Activision, who owned the, the game license at the time. So kind of funny now that they've just ended up with Activision, who may have been the reason that game never got released, along with Nintendo, um, and now it looks like it is going to get released, probably unrelated to, actually definitely unrelated because they no longer have that license. So uh, just a funny way things turn out. Uh, and hopefully hopefully that does happen, actually. That would be a good release. Just no odd job. Um, the yeah. specifics of the deal, uh, $67.8 billion in cash. <laughs> what? I, just, I imagine like just trucks rolling up to Activision Blizzard just dumping piles of cash, which isn't obviously the case. Uh, that means... So, like, Activision Blizzard is like, the IP it's that's big. currently out there, which isn't a lot that's currently out there if we're thinking about no. it. There's a lot of uh, franchises that are done and... Or not done and dusted, but, it, like, just not being developed Dormant. properly. Dormant. That's the good word for it. Uh, Call of Duty is obviously the, the big one. Candy Crush with King. Uh, Blizzard is the likes of Overwatch, Diablo, Hearthstone, Here's the Storm, StarCraft, Warcraft, World of Warcraft, if you want to make a differentiation there. Um... But there are all these studios attached, like Toys for Bob, which, uh, to your point, Ben, when you were talking about, like, G-rated uh, Xbox games, yeah. like, Toys for Bob is, is perfect for that. They've done Spyro, uh, they've helped with Crash, they did Skylanders, uh, so, you know, like, and now that Xbox owns all of these uh, franchises, you know, like, there could be a Disney Infinity or a Skylanders-esque kind of... Well, I don't think there's going to be like amiibos on Xbox or like the the likes of that. But you know, yeah. there's there's the opportunity or the possibility those things could happen. Um, Raven Software, who did one of my favorite games of all time, uh, Star Trek Voyager Elite Force, uh, you know, like has has just been basically a Call of Duty a Call of Duty studio uh, that's supplemented the real Call of Duty studios like High Moon, yeah. like kind of Beanox of late. Beanox did a whole bunch of really really good. Uh, spider-man games there's all these really good studios that have kind of been relegated to like the b-list um so they have they have talent they have experience and they have the ability to make really really cool things there could you know like there's not going to be a sunset overdrive game because uh insomniac has that ip but there could be a sunset overdrive like game from the likes of Beanox, you know to yeah. combat insomniac at, at sony so there's all these opportunities at Microsoft for what could be there's all these you know existing franchises and dormant franchises that also could be obviously there's you know possibilities of uh World of Warcraft and Starcraft going to PC Game Pass or maybe even making the leap to Xbox uh and Phil Spencer said that Call of Duty is, is you know definitely going to be a multi-platform game um whether or not in 2025 that holds up to the extent that you think it's going to hold up, I doubt it. I think maybe Call of Duty Warzone, the free-to-play version of the game, will certainly be across as many platforms as can be, like a Minecraft. Yep. But I think, and like you, you don't spend sixty-eight points or sixty-seven point eight billion dollars or sixty-eight point seven billion dollars at that point. Like, who cares? It's like chump change. Yeah. Um, you don't spend that much money to just be like, yeah, we'll just make things for PlayStation. So like we're seeing the likes of Starfield being an Xbox exclusive, we're, we're going to see some of those IP just be pulled back a little bit on PC, on Xbox, or maybe, you know, like if, if Phil thinks he has enough leverage to get an Xbox Game Pass app on PlayStation or on Switch so you can play him there if you need to. I doubt that. I really doubt that. Um, I doubt that. It'd be cool though. Yeah. Um, but like we're getting to this weird stage 
where I don't think the console matters as much. We're getting to no. when we have the internet and the infrastructure that can support it. We're getting to streaming. So like, there's there's not a a point in the in the not too distant future where we're not just we're not going to have consoles. We're just going to have apps on our TV or something like that, where like the latency is okay and everything's just streaming. So this is a good move to get towards that. I don't think Sony's in a in a bad position either because they have unique really strong first party titles that people want to play um and yeah. want to get to so like i don't like this isn't breaking sony by any stretch sony's still the second biggest um company for lack of the right word in games behind tencent and before microsoft even after this acquisition so like i don't think there's monopolies i don't think there's any problems in in what's happened i'm excited because activision blizzard's really stagnated and relied on the yearly releases and the milking things to the point of like exhaustion so like i I don't see this as a bad thing for the for the industry yeah i think that's probably positive considering where activision had got themselves to uh and they they needed something to change and they probably didn't expect it to be this or we certainly didn't but it will get that result of kind of rejuvenating them uh so in australian dollars it's like 93 billion just to give you a, a number that's even wilder. And yeah, you're right. They don't spend that to put Call of Duty on PlayStation for the next 20 years. I think I think it'll be there for a little while. I think Phil worded his tweet very carefully because uh, we will support this on platform so long as our contracts, which are already signed, state we have to. Um, I think you're right that they, it's not about the console exclusives as much for Microsoft anymore. That's very much Sony and Nintendo's way of making money and they're operating a different way. Uh, but on that, if you look at other subscriptions, like having that exclusive killer content is why people go and subscribe. So you don't see Netflix kind of bring out, uh, you know, Squid Game and then also say, actually, it's going to be on free-to-air TV as well. Like it's, or it's going to be on Foxtel or whatever. It'll like be on it's, Binge, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very much a, oh, no, we've got this thing you want to have right now. Uh, there's probably a better example than that when they've gone and they've got something which did exist elsewhere and now it's only on Netflix. Like, well, like buying Seinfeld or whatever it just did. You know, it's it's getting that key content and the old stuff is still out there on other platforms. So we've still supported it there, but that new stuff from now on is only going to be here. So, uh, and yeah, by the time that happens and those existing contracts, don't worry, this year's Call of Duty, next year's, the year after, is probably already signed and, you know, about to be delivered. I don't think any of those are going to suddenly stop being on PlayStation. So uh, by the time this happens, I think you're right. We're going to have Xbox Game Pass on like every platform ever. Um, and if Sony and Nintendo allowed it, Xbox would love to be there too. So yeah. they won't allow it, but Xbox would be happy with that. And sort of to, like to that kind of point that you're making before, like the likes of Deathloop and, and Ghostwire Tokyo aren't going to, they're not going to leave PlayStation. But like as soon as those contracts, those exclusive contracts between Bethesda before it became mm. an Xbox game studio and Sony, as soon as those contracts expire, we're going to get a Deathloop. We're going to get a Ghostwire Tokyo on Xbox. And like that's, but like, to be honest, I'm fine with that mentality from Xbox. Like, we're, Elder Scrolls Six probably isn't going to be on PlayStation by the time things roll around, unless there's a contract yeah. signed. And Starfield, there wasn't a contract oh, wow. signed, so that's definitely just an Xbox game. That's fine. Like, that's why Microsoft is spending the money to do it. You can still play it on PC. You can get it on Xbox. You don't have to buy the game. You can get Game Pass. Like, I, I don't feel this being problematic. And if people are like, solely truly just want to be playstation people that's fine because microsoft is pretty good now at putting things out on steam i'm curious yeah, it'll be as, on pt too yeah so. i'm curious as to whether battle net is going to survive or if it's just going to like get closed up and chucked onto steam and you just you, do, you sign in with your xbox you, you go onto steam sign into xbox here's your world of warcraft subscription here's overwatch i, I would be happy with that i think there's too many Epic Game Stores and Steams and Origins and Ubisoft Connects in the world. Like, I don't need a, a Blizzard or Battle.net, but, like, who knows? Like, there's there's so many things yeah, that we're not going to find out about because, like, literally, one, they're probably not decided yet, and two, Microsoft and or Activision Blizzard can't say anything until the acquisition is complete, which is, uh, like, probably June 2023 at this stage um, or later. So, you know, like nothing changes in the short term. The Call of Duty game for the end of this year is going to come out on all platforms. Likely the Call of Duty game for next year is probably going to come out on all platforms. 2020, what year is it? Four or five? I'm bad at math. 
maybe we'll see some change. Like it's, 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 there's huge ramifications, but it's not instantaneous. So it'll be interesting yeah. to watch this space and see what happens next. And like, like, do you think, I don't think Microsoft can, can do any more giant acquisitions. I don't think they can go for a Sega anymore. I don't think they can go for a Capcom. They want like a Japanese presence, but I think they're kind of like testing the limits of goodwill at this stage. Yeah. I think they, I think from what I limited knowledge that I have, it's quite difficult for them as an American company to buy Japanese businesses anyway. I know they kind of try to block that at various stages. So like they got Tango because it was already part of Bethesda, I think. So uh, whether they could even do that, I'm not sure. It'd be certainly easier for Sony to buy one of those if they decided they wanted to make a move now and get themselves more studios. Uh, maybe if they're just trying to buy one or two, it would be easier. I do think they do probably need that. That's what they're missing is still that. Uh, Japanese presence whether they really need to compete there I'm not sure they can still you know use Xbox publishing and just get those contracts done for individual games so that's certainly a way they can do it um, to get that content out uh, but yeah I, I don't see a big one coming I, like there were rumors of Sega as you said nothing that, that was rumored for about two years so nothing came from that um, there were rumors of take two a little while ago but they've just bought um, I forgot who they bought, but they bought someone. Zynga uh, for 12.7 billion. I have no idea what Zynga makes, but that's fine. Words with friends? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's not so. Wordle, is it? That's, uh, that's No, that's free. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I don't think they're going to publish a size again. I'm sure if uh, they said, hey, remember 20 years ago when we tried to buy you Nintendo and you laughed us out of the room? Still interested? Like, they would find a way to do that, but you know, they'll get laughed out of the room again. So yeah. I, I don't see them going... There's not that many publishers left, really. That's There's nothing to trump Activision that's, I would say, that is more surprising. Uh, and I don't see them really going for any smaller ones. Like they're not going to get EA or Ubisoft. And best to leave them separate anyway. To go back to that Monopoly talk, like one of the arguments is, well, they both have a... Like, I don't think they're streaming yet, but they have a subscription service. Um, so they're kind of our competitors there. They probably don't want to buy them for that reason. They're both much worse at it. Like, it's kind of good to have them out there to be like, here's the B grade and we've got a good one. So, and with uh, EA Play, EA Access, whatever it's called now, in Game Pass, uh, they don't even need to. Like, it's already there, so. And and that's that's the good thing. And, like, another news item, Ubisoft Plus. I thought it was called Ubisoft Connect. It was definitely called Uplay once upon a time mm-hmm. that's coming in some way shape or form to xbox as as announcements uh it's own thing. well but like it like they didn't say it oh that's the wrong oh uh, whatever i put up an article that's like the wrong headline whatever uh it could be its own thing it could be fused into game pass like ea play ubisoft wouldn't say i so, think it means they didn't they would have announced that i think you're right what's the case from what I could see, it was priced the same as Game Pass. So uh, I think this will flop. And then I think they'll do like a entry-level tier like EA Play where you just get the old games through Game Pass. And well, if you want to do an add-on to get the new games, you can do that. Rainbow Six Extraction, day one release on Game Pass. Doesn't even You don't have to have Ubisoft Plus or Connect or whatever the heck it's called. Like it's... The, Game Pass and Xbox... I, like I, I know I am an Xbox... For the, like the lack of a better word, but like Xbox is really doing a lot of really good things. Like when we all play, everyone wins. Yes, it's a marketing thing. It's like a phrase, but like I feel like Phil at least, and I guess Sachi Nadella because he's trusting Phil are actually big trust. Well, like, <laughs> are like one seventy mil, Phil. <laughs> you have any bills, sorry? But like they're yeah. they're talking the talk and walking the walk. And, you know, like, you, you, I, I was on the BBC News because I'm like, Sony won't let Fortnite be crossplay. And then Fortnite accidentally flicked it on. Like, and of, of course, Sony's the big dog and they can do what they want. And, you know, like, I get why Sony doesn't turn on crossplay unless they absolutely have to. Um, but it, if Xbox keeps operating like this, the way they are with the ecosystem and not just like the push to consoles, I'm okay with them taking Activision Blizzard and maybe Ubisoft because, like, they went from god tier in my mind to like pushing nfts which okay now i don't like you um i'm worried if you know like phil steps away or like sachi nadella goes away and they're like okay now we need to be like the bobby codics of like the world like that's problematic i get that um but they have 
I trust Xbox right now. And I just hope that they never break that trust because they're doing good things. And you can kind of play as you, as you want to. If if they could maybe make the Steam integration a bit better and you didn't have to play an Xbox uh, or PC Game Pass game in Windows 10 or 11, which is a little bit problematic still, and you could just like load it into Steam, like then I would have yeah. nothing ever bad to say. But like if you're not doing anything bad, it this is all pro player, pro us. So like I think that's fine. Yeah, I think we're right to be wary of a gigantic corporation, though, because uh, of course they're going to do the right thing when they're the for another get another generation. They're third in line for console sales, so they found a different path to try to to get to people, and it seems to be working. But they've not got anywhere near their you know they've got 25 million Game Pass subscribers. They, I think I saw somewhere that they internally they plan to increase the price only once they get to 100 million. So there's obviously a few goals to get before you get there. so yeah, they have to be pro player. They have to get people on side. They have to have people like, like us saying they're doing a great job and very positive compared to, um, you know, Sony and Nintendo both being quite anti-player a lot of the time. Yeah. You know, Sony coming out with their, we're not going to give you a, a PS5 upgrade anymore because I know we said that we would, but we didn't mean it the whole time. Uh, yeah, Microsoft is not in a position where they can just do that. They need to kind of get people back on side what happens when they do reach that now we're second, not third, or now we're first in console sales, or now we've got our 100 million subscribers, then what do they do? Do they keep that up, or do they do they then say, we need to make some of this money back, so let's go anti-player again? Yeah, well, like the good, I guess the good thing about Microsoft is that it has, it's not just Xbox, it's Office 365, it's all the hardware, like they're, like they're, they're third in gaming because that's the gaming. Like if you look at Microsoft on the whole, like, yeah (laughs) that's a different story um but like i will forever rag on sony for the likes of uh uncharted legacy of thieves coming out later this week where you know like it's it's a an old uncharted 4 ps4 game and an old lost legacy ps4 game that are getting an upgrade to ps5 but you have to pay 15 dollars and like i know i know 15 dollars isn't a lot of money but on Xbox with smart delivery, like you just get everything for free. It just goes up the chain. Like here's your 4K, here's your better frame rate, here's this, here's that. Um, and as soon as like Xbox starts doing those like dodgy things, like I will pick at them with an ice pick too. Like it's just like you don't always have to be trying to make money. I hope. Like I know everything's a business and that's kind of the model, but like there's goodwill in doing the right thing and then that makes me want to kind of spend more money on more things like if i get halo for free and i really like the cat ears i'll buy the cat ears which i totally bought the cat ears so like they made 20 bucks out of me because i bought the cat ears and like you know like i'd rather spend 20 bucks on cat ears than a than an, an upgrade to uncharted that i already own that i could just play in 30 frames instead of 60 frames yeah because i didn't spend 15 bucks but, I mean, we talked about how they did Halo Infinite's um, microtransactions pretty poorly when it launched, and they had this great opportunity to kind of sell this because they they had this split-in-half campaign as part of Game Pass and free-to-play multiplayer. They could have made it less money-grabby and just had this massive hit and got Halo back the recognition it deserves, uh, but they didn't. They still at some point went, oh, we need to grab a bunch of money here, and it, it soured it a little bit. So yeah. they had an opportunity, and they did the wrong thing. And there's still an achievement that you can't earn because the game mode doesn't exist as yet. And what the hell? Come on. That's the real important thing here. Uh, not so much. Uh, I, I talked about NFTs before. I just want to like really drag him through the mud. I don't know if you've seen this, Ben, but uh, Troy Baker just randomly went on Twitter and is like, I'm going to be aligned with this NFT okay. company called Voiceverse NFT. And it's going to be great. You can, you know, like grab NFTs in voice form and NFTs like just I hate NFTs to begin with. But um, his tweet, his original tweet was like, you can hate or you can create. And it's just like, well, I, I choose to personally hate because this sounds awful. Uh, and it came to light like a couple days later that this company voice first NFT was going to uh, an AI, a free AI, 15 dot AI. Mm. And, uh, it's a website or a service where you can like upload samples in my example of like Patrick Stewart from Star Trek, like saying Star Trekky things. And then once it has enough sample, it can kind of like generate his voice or that character's voice to say whatever you input. And uh, Voice First NFT was doing that with voice samples to create unique 
voices to then sell off as NFTs. And uh, everything about this is garbage, I guess. Any thoughts about anything? Uh, yeah, I don't get NFTs at all. I don't know why you'd buy that. I don't know why you'd sell that. Obviously, someone does, but yeah. Whatever's going on now, I don't know. Early 2022 is a weird time. Well, and he didn't like necessarily... He said he was aggressive in his tweets and kind of apologized for that, but didn't, as far as I know, at the time of this, I didn't look, but at the time of writing, at least, he, he didn't really apologize for like the dodgy company that was giving him money to peddle NFTs. Don't buy well, NFTs, just for the record. I just don't, I don't know. Like, I'm... Maybe I'm just old and I don't get crypto, but I also just, I certainly don't get NFTs and I don't understand the need to own a thing that you can like right click and save if you really wanted to. No. But anyway, uh, the last thing I want to talk about, actually, that's not even true. Uh, we were talking about Ubisoft before. Uh, Watch Dogs Legion came out, I believe, in October of uh, 2020. Ubisoft has now yep. said that uh, support has ended already. This was going to be like the amazing game where you could play as anyone and be the grandma who was like hitting over, you know, people over the head with a bottle and stuff. Um, yeah, it's done. It's absolutely done. I think that's. I mean, it's still most. It's an okay game. It wasn't. It's big. Didn't deliver on its big promise, but it was fine. Uh, and it was pretty much all single player. Like I'm sure there was some garbage online mode which no one really cared about, and that's why they finished supporting it. Uh, but there's yeah, there's no need to continue to support these games which don't don't need DLC, don't really need online multiplayer. I know you could go hack into people's worlds or whatever. It doesn't matter if they shut that down. Like the core of the game you can still play. The only good thing about the game that's not true. There's a lot of good things about the game, but it was like it was it was kind of like the original watchdogs in that it didn't really fulfill its what a, yeah. intent. Um, I think Bloodline, the DLC with Aiden Pierce, the protagonist of the original uh, Watch Dogs, was probably the best, the most enjoyable bit of Watch Dogs Legion to me, which is like an oxymoron because you're playing as a specific character, you're locked into that character, and you're not being able to play as like the grandma or the construction worker or whatever else. Like there was a focus that I think that Legion was missing. Um, it's still really good, but it's, yeah, like it's not surprising I'm personally very worried about Ubisoft. I feel like they've just made a whole bunch of wrong moves in the past couple months or two a year yeah. with like NFTs, with like weird ghost recon or uh, Tom Clancy mashups that don't make sense with like this weird push for, for things that none of us want, but they seem to think will make them a lot of money rather than just like... Yeah, it's been a weird two or three years for them. Yeah. Uh, their last big hit was Valhalla, which was a great game. Bit bloated, as is the case with every Assassin's Creed, but still a great game, and it was by far the best launch title on Xbox because there was almost nothing else. Um, and that's where their mistakes kind of started because they released Watch Dogs right next to it. And they're so similar. And then like a, like two or three weeks later, they released uh, Phoenix Rising. Um, so it was kind of like, here's three giant Ubisoft open-world games, all three of them pretty good, but people are not going to just play them together like that. It didn't make any sense. And then since then, they seem to be like, well, no one wants to play these big single-player games anymore, so we're just going to stop that, and we're going to do NFTs and uh, whatever was trying to happen with Ghost Recon. Like, it's just a, it's a strange new direction they've gone on very suddenly, and it's probably going to be back to relying on Assassin's Creed yet again this year, because I'm sure it will be back. They're not going to have more than a year gap uh, to kind of right that ship again, so... We'll see what they do this year. Yeah. Uh, what Assassin's Creed Infinity, not Infinite, because that's Halo, which is like their kind of yeah. Halo Infinite style, like we're not going to make a new one. It's just going to keep building on this. Like that could be good. Like I, I do like an Assassin's Creed um, playing Dying Light 2. I, I, I know I was talking about that before. It's that kind of same mentality as your parkouring of like, what's the best path? And like, that is enjoyable. And I still find that enjoyable in built-up areas in Assassin's Creed. Um, there's a lot of good, yeah, like a lot of good mechanics, but like just like some weird implementation across the board with them. But anyway, uh, I wanted to finish off the news with uh, a discussion. We kind of talked about our game of the year stuff, uh, Ben, uh, at the end of yep. the last episode, but we didn't get all the way through. We're not going to go through every single one, but like our game of the year for 2021 was 
Arcanes, definitely for PS5 and PC. PS5 console exclusive, but, uh, you know, like a non-Xbox game made by an Xbox game studio. Have you had a chance to play any more since we talked last? I can't remember. Yeah, fin- I finished it. Uh, great game. Certainly in my top three for game of the year. Uh, yeah, amazing. And once again, we we did talk about it recently because I remember saying, like every Bethesda game, it has plummeted in value, so you can pick this up for about 30 bucks now. And if you haven't done, you definitely should. A rare game on PlayStation where I actually like the trigger, like haptic feedback because uh, it's like minimally used, it's just like a little bit to go with, because you have such, you only have a few weapons that you use most of the game really, um, along with your abilities, and it kind of works really well there, where I've, I've found pretty much every other game just overuses it and it's annoying, I kind of feel like my controller's broken, yeah. so a game that I think got that right, um, it's that you explore these same four different landscapes, or they t- split up by times of day, which changes how things work, um, and it's that classic, I mean, I suppose Dishonored was kind of similar in that way. So it's exploring that same area that you've seen before, but something's different. And now you need to kind of figure out why and how it meshes together and which way you want to achieve something. Um, and so as much as it is a shooter, it's more of a puzzle game than a straightforward shooter. So definitely worth playing. Um, probably Arcane's best game, I would say right up there with the, the two Dishonored games are great as well. So uh, very similar style and yes, a worthy winner of Game of the Year. Uh, what are your other two? I'm imagining Metroid Dread. Or Metroid no? Dread was my number one. I thought that was very good. And I finally finished Metroid Fusion. So I uh, bought that in 2003, I think, uh, on Game Boy Advance. But I was too much of a pleb when I was a small child to actually get through. I just couldn't figure it out. Because I bought it because I like Prime so much. But that I just couldn't do like a 2D. You need to kind of actually know what to do. Because the map is just like a blob. Like it's actually quite hard to figure out what to do. So... Uh, 19 years later, same game cart, I finally finished it. So that's more of an achievement than finishing Dread, which is similar difficulty, similar style, but much, much more modern and more um, approachable. Uh, number two, I think I've, I've changed my mind a few times. I was going to say Psychonauts 2. That may have slipped to fourth place because I think Hitman 3 should be in there. I feel like Hitman 3 was such a banger and it just kind of brought the whole trilogy together uh, that we, we kind of forgot about it because it was released in January. So... Uh, they're certainly there. You could probably interchange any of those, really. I think they're the four big hits for me of last year. And I promise we don't get money for talking about Xbox Game Pass, but Hitman Trilogy, uh, Hitman 1, 2, and 3, like the three latest IO Interactive Hitman games, which are all amazingly amazing, uh, are now on Game Pass. So if you haven't played them before, you absolutely should. Uh, Hours and hours and hours of replayability. It's such a fun little sandbox to play in um and i haven't really got into three as much as i want to but like i know that there's like a lot of good yeah things that are flipped on their heads which i'm like really excited to get into i just haven't had a chance i was going to do it uh over my christmas break but that didn't happen no time <laughs> no um xbox best xbox game like just of note because we talked oh actually you, you played ratchet and clank that won our playstation game I haven't played it, so... Uh, well, I would have had Deathloop win the PlayStation game, but yes, because uh, it, it is. It's a PlayStation game. Uh, Ratchet & Clank is the best-looking game. It does look like a Pixar movie in motion. Um, I think it was maybe a little overhyped. Like, great, good fun to play, but you've got to take into consideration this is a $125 game, so hold it to a higher account. And um, it's... Yeah, like, people kind of think it's a great platformer. It's a terrible platformer. It's like a third-person combat game. There's, like, no platforming, basically, so... From that point of view, I yeah, it was good, but you know, more in your eight, seven and a half, eight out of ten range, I think. Death loop, much better. We talked about Metroid. Best Xbox game, <laughs> a three-way tie <laughs> between and like Xbox kind of loosely, because like I don't know, like the lines are blurring what so a, much. What a fence sitter. Three-way well, tie. Well, Come on. It's I wasn't just me. It was the whole team. Uh, Forza Horizon Five, Psychonauts Two, and Age of Empires Four. Which like I get the age mm. love on PC. I absolutely adore Horizon and Psychonauts. So, like, I, I, I think I picked Psychonauts, but I'd give it to Psychonauts. Yeah, uh, Forza Horizon Five is a great game, but it's very much the same as Forza Horizon Four. So, I think Psychonauts was more of a, a brush of fresh air. Fresh air, f- fresh air. Good, you did a me. Uh, and the best PC yeah. game was uh, Inscription, which I absolutely agree with. I didn't have. I, had, I took my laptop with me, and Inscription was easily playable on steam um insane like i i don't know how to talk about it without ruining it but like 
definitely give it a go it's so it's so good it's just like layer it's like an onion just like all these layers that you peel back like a death loop but like stealthy death loop not in like you're stealthing through the world but like it's a stealthy reveal of what is at the core if that makes sense does that make sense i hope it makes sense uh not really but yeah (laughs) it is mystery upon mystery and it's very enjoyable to get to the bottom of what's going on and it's it presents itself as different things and those things drastically change as you progress through the game it's quite enjoyable and i think I feel like this is true. Australian mate. I might be wrong. So sorry if I'm wrong. Eh, I not digress. A, not a show, so not... that's fine. <laughs> this Fortnite, which is a very loose term, it's more like this month in delays. Uh, it's been quiet because of the holiday break, of course. But we have three big delays. The first is uh, Weird West, which is the uh, Ralph Colantolio-led uh, game. I forget the name of the studio. Wolfi, I think, is the name of the studio. He is one of the co-founders of Arcane of Dishonored fame, etc. That game is delayed from January to March 2022. Uh, Stalker 2, which is the weird game uh, that has just been in development forever as well, that was trying to do NFTs, that cancelled NFTs, uh, which will be on PC and Xbox, uh, delayed from April to December 2022. And uh, Dying Light 2 on Switch, which comes out the first week of February on every other platform. Sorry. Is that a uh, cloud game on Switch? Like, I can't imagine. No, I think it's like a real game on Switch, and that's why it's delayed. Oh, really? Well, if it's it's cloud (laughs) and delayed, that's even more problematic. But um, so no other platform is is, uh, delayed. I think it's the 4th of February. I might be wrong. Um, But Dying Light 2 on Switch is delayed to within six months from the release of the other platforms. So, mid. Well, you say that, but. You say no other platforms delayed, but this game has been delayed many times on other platforms, so I don't think we can give it that credit. It's not out yet. It could still happen. That's actually yeah. true. That's yeah. fair enough. Uh, uh, Stalker 2 is actually a, a bigger hit than it seems there because that was Xbox's like only game for the first half of the year, more or less. Uh, and as much as it's, it's probably a little nicher than their other kind of that big AAA games, um, people would have tried it because it's on Game Pass and it's exclusive and it's first... Um, first party game so losing that i can kind of see why if this uh rumor with a lot of evidence because the achievements for golden i came up if that's what they're going to use to plug it um i mean decent but like it's it, that's only going to that's going to get some some buzz for the nostalgia for about two weeks and then probably fall away unless it's unbelievably good so uh yeah they we've gone you know we've hyped up xbox so much and they had a great end to 21 but because of all their previous delays and PlayStation's bad into last year, they now have an amazing start to this year. Like you get, yeah. um, we've got Gran Turismo at some point. You get um, Horizon next month, isn't it? February. Horizon, yes, yeah, it's almost out. So like they've got some real hits early in the year, uh, and Xbox has absolutely nothing to compete against that now. So uh, for all their many many studios they own, they still haven't quite figured out how they're scheduling to kind of get the games coming out at the right time. And that's a matter of just, it takes time to get all these um, acquisitions to kind of work together and COVID's course delays. But um, certainly I think they kind of built the start of this year around that at least have Stalker and not having that means maybe they can draw, you know, bring something in that they haven't announced yet or, or something quick, which might be that GoldenEye. Um, that'd be an obvious one because it's already ready to go. We've seen it already. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a weak start and... Uh, even the back half of the year, you know, it's all basically around Starfield and Forza Motorsport coming back. So yeah. I hope there's a few things we don't know about yet from Xbox because it's, it's quite a weak year from what they've announced so far. Yeah, thankfully, like 2022 is shaping it up to be pretty good nonetheless. Like February is stacked and I can't even think of anything apart from, uh, well, there's Horizon, obviously, which we talked about. There's Elden Ring. There's uh, mm-hmm. Destiny 2 The Witch Queen is coming out soon. All these things are multi-platform, except for Horizon, obviously. Um, there's more in February and March. Like, February and March there's is others, stacked. Yeah. I can't think of what it is. Um, help chat if I'm you out. can. Um, yeah, but then, like, there's, uh, what, like, Gotham Knights is supposed to come out this year, which is, like, I'm super excited about. It's the uh, WB Montreal uh, makers of Batman Arkham, or- Batman Arkham Origins. Uh, Batman, Batgirl, not Batman. Robin, Batgirl, Nightwing, Red Hood, not Batman game, which is supposed to be really good, or looks really good to me. Uh, we said yeah. Elden Ring. That's not helpful. Uh, there's a ton of games coming out this year, theoretically. Maybe they'll get delayed. Um, so 
like 2021 kind of seemed a little bit stagnant in terms of a little dry stuff coming out or like things that you thought were coming out that got delayed um so hopefully this year proves different it might not be it seems like it's we've been doing this like weird death loop kind of style loop of like oh we're almost out of this like and then we're not out of this and oh we're gonna work in the office again we're not gonna work in the office again for a bit um hopefully that all changes I guess the good. I guess the good thing about all this, Lego Star Wars, doesn't count either. Blech. I mean, good for you if you like it, but ugh. Um, uh, you'd think that people are used to working in pandemic style, so the delays that you were used to seeing might be like might Probably be reduced. lessened because mm. people are used to the ways of working now. But who, like, who knows? Um, there's an Australian DLC coming for microsoft flight simulator soon and i kind of want to talk to the i I have an interview with the guys uh and i kind of want to talk to them about that like were things lessening when you're developing this update because you thought you were going to go back into the office and then omicron like picked it back up or like did you just fall back into how you're doing it's it's complicated so we're not criticizing you know the delays and and the weird schedule but anyway it's a weird schedule yeah tis uh things coming up on the site uh i wrote this thinking i could say all these things but maybe i'll change this to games coming out very shortly wink wink uh uncharted legacy of thieves dying light 2 all the early world and uh i hear that ghostwire tokyo is coming out this year so unrelated just head to survivor.com in the next couple weeks and uh check out things that could possibly be published about things who knows what's going on ben Thank you. Like, like I do always love talking to you. Uh, if you were watching the Twitch stream, you m- might have gotten Ben's side of, of our pre-show conversation. Sorry. Nothing was revealed, but... Madam. Almost shitting bricks, uh, but I'm glad I didn't have to. Uh, how do we find you on the internet? Uh, ben underscore Salter on Twitter and yourself. That's right, AU. You'll see that above our heads on the uh, the Twitch stream. Uh, it's been great. We'll see you in two weeks. And thanks for watching or listening. And goodbye? Yeah, that's it. What an ending. <laughs> <laughs>